the last adventure of siegfried the dragon slayer by anonymous this librivox recording is in the public domain recording by phil schempf siegfried's fight with the dragon siegfried was now desirous to try the sharpness of his sword and it glided through the dragon's shield like water and went deep into the rock all were full of joy when they saw this but the wise dwarf alone looked grave and said thou hast a harder battle still to fight and thou requirest meat and drink to refresh thee for it then he blew his little silver horn and at its shrill sound there came forth from the crevices of the rocks dwarves white and grey then they spread a carpet and brought meat and drink of all kinds and siegfried sat down and ate and the maiden offered him a golden drinking horn saying hail to the hero of the netherlands hail to the bold son of siegmund hail to the fighter with the dragon siegfried the hero drained the cup and said truly never did i feel so inspired with courage and never longed for the chase of the boar in my father's forests as i now do for the contest with this hideous dragon the keeper of the treasure of the nibelungen if my forefathers stood here in a circle as they stand around the walls of our halls at home they would indeed rejoice in the contest for the sound of my sword shall re-echo far around and gladden the heart of many a hero come what may i dread none on earth and i stand here on this stone armed and prepared with this uplifted sword to meet the fight as he spoke thus a roaring sound was heard which vibrated nearer and nearer as if the mountain were shaken and falling into ruins thereupon the maiden was struck with great terror but the eyes of siegfried glanced like two flaming swords and he bade her be of good cheer saying the author of light gave us life and how shall the dragon of darkness take it away my sharp and gleaming sword shall dazzle him so that he shall not be able to distinguish the day from the night as the evening twilight arose the dragon came slowly onwards hovering like a dark storm cloud siegfried advanced and met him on the edge of the rock near him stood his two faithful dogs the maiden drew back and the dwarf put on his cap of mist and crept into a crevice of the rock three times did the dragon fly searching around the stone for as yet he had not seen the hero but just as he was about to lie down he perceived siegfried and sending forth furiously blue flames he lashed the earth with his tail in a moment the hero's shield was covered with blue flame and became glowing hot his dogs were about to fly at the monster but they fell dead to the earth at his first breath the poisonous flames darted more and more fearfully on siegfried and to cool himself he was forced to withdraw into the vaulted gallery of the mountain thither the dragon could not follow him for the passage was too narrow so he remained spouting forth fire at the entrance and knew not how to get in nor did siegfried know how he should reach the dragon with his good sword in this difficulty he looked around and saw lying near him a huge stone which ten men could not have lifted remembering his great ancestors he seized it and threw it in the gaping throat of the pestiferous monster and now the flames being quenched he darted with sword and shield upon the dragon and dealt him blow after blow upon the head 
but the blows of siegfried's sword at first produced no effect the scales were hard as diamonds and the sword flew back on a sudden as he was striking with all his might he heard a plaintive tone which seemed like the voice of the dwarf as if calling for help from the dragon's jaws and so it was for the dwarf had seated himself under his invisible cap of mist upon the stone which siegfried had thrown into the dragon's mouth and now he called out in terror lest siegfried should kill him when the dragon heard the cry of the invisible dwarf he turned round but at that moment siegfried dealt him with a heavy blow on his neck at the point where the scales were a little parted the sword struck into the neck and the pent-up flames burst through the wound at the side so that siegfried was now safe from them the little dwarf crept quickly out of the wound the dragon raved still more with the pain he fell on siegfried snatched his shield and snapping it like a lath he flew at the hero's head but siegfried too was now fired with rage and grasping his sword firmly struck off the monster's right claw thereupon the dragon roared with fury swung his tail around and strove to entwine the hero in its folds but siegfried at a bound leaped high above the tail and now ran with such force against the monster that he threw him backward on the ground then seizing his sword with both hands with the first blow he drove it two spans deep into his breast at the second he cut his heart through and through so that the sword sank deep into the stone and as he was about to give a third blow he himself fell senseless beside the monster which in the death struggle was consumed in its own fire such was the great fight with the black poisonous dragon who guarded the treasure of the ancient curse by which the hero of the low countries acquired fame and glory above that of all his fathers the deeds he wrought with his sharp sword at the drachenstein have resounded for centuries from north to south in many a heroic lay by the ancient minstrels nor can the name of siegfried the dragon-slayer ever pass away as long as german song is sung pale as death laid the exhausted hero for a long time then he fetched a deep breath and slowly opened his eyes but how great was his sorrow when he saw lying near him the king's daughter pale and motionless as a corpse he sprang up took her in his arms called on her by name but she awoke not nor gave any signs of life the hero began to lament aloud his misfortune when at length Eugline, the dwarf came stealing by he looked about on all sides and was overjoyed when he saw that siegfried had slain the dragon he immediately went to the virgin took a root from his girdle and with its scent awoke her to new life the joy of siegfried was only equalled by that of the beautiful daughter of the rhine king and Eugline too was so delighted at their deliverance from the dragon that he begged the hero to claim from him whatever he liked gold or diamonds costly ornament or weapons for all were at his command siegfried thanked him for his offer but said that his deliverance of the maiden was reward enough for him if however he desired to do him a favour he would ask him who was so well informed of the future to tell him his destiny the dwarf immediately placed his bright gleaming shield on a table of stone and held a handful of dry grass to the sun which forthwith burst into flame then he threw a precious perfume over the shield 
a singular odor diffused itself around but the dwarf inhaled the vapor his eyes closed and turning a costly ring on his finger began as if in a deep slumber to pronounce the following invocation as the falcon in its motion flies in circles round and round seeking both o'er land and ocean where its prey may best be found so the venerable sage turning still his magic ring sees through many a coming age many a dim and distant thing on this he ceased a while then pointed with his finger to the south then to the right and left as if forms surrounded him on every side and then announced the marriage of siegfried with kriemhilde thus rosy gardens on the rhine meadows full of bright sunshine through which wander streamlets fair stags and roebucks pair and pair foliage with the feathered throng warbling wild the woods among while a silken thread encloses all this fairy bower of roses many a knight with martial tramp watches round the forest camp from the branches from the trees pennons wanton in the breeze round the throne so fair to see all of gold and ivory ladies look on scenes so fair brave knights look on ladies there one his proud compeers outvies like the sun in yonder skies like the moon in modest pride one sweet maiden is his bride for to her that hero youth gives a ring in pledge of truth all the maidens softly sigh all the youthful heroes cry hail to siegfried and his prize this oh this is paradise but an evil dame is nigh malice in her heart and eye and she brings the bride so fair three young rosebuds sweet and rare take the purest of the three take she cries tis meant for thee but beware sweet bride beware for a thorn is lurking there see it wounds thy finger fair bride why stops thy sobbing breath bride why art thou pale as death the dwarf was silent for a while and then turning towards the west began to sing thus of siegfried's death hunter's horn and hunter's song wolves and bears together throng through the wild wood runs the boar hounds that follow bark and roar foxes creep in corners sly birds are twittering in the sky two white does in flight are seen and a stag in clover green hark a sound of hunter's horn by the breezes hither borne through the deep woods dark defiles where the sunbeam never smiles hark three dismal ravens croak on a dry and withered oak and their dark foreboding song tells a tale of death and wrong and the streamlet's gentle flood flows with warm and vital blood stretched upon the flowery heath see a hero sleeps in death howling wild his faithful hound licks in vain his deadly wound while his falcon from his breast drives the ravens to their nest see his stainless sword and shield lie unused upon the field he hath never seen his foe treachery laid the hero low in his halls two women fair sit in fierce defiance there 
frowning darkly each at each deigning not a word of speech hastening from the neighboring wood come two knights all stained with blood of the women one is glad but the other pale and sad one has drained a cup of gold sinks the other pale and cold one the thought of rage inspires but revenge the other fires finally the dwarf turned towards the north and sang with a hollow voice the revenge of Kriemhilde. heroes feast within a palace guests all wear a festive wreath but their mirth is changed to malice and their dance to a dance of death shrieks of horror shrieks of anger tell the fury of their strife answering fierce the trumpet's clangor stern demanding life for life sword and shield in strife are meeting steel and iron sternly strive and of the guests that late were greeting few shall quit the spot alive in that hall of strife and treason many a bravest knight must yield like the sheaves in harvest season courses strew the fatal field but in death their hate is banished foemen fall beside their foe and their hatred hath but vanished now that death hath laid them low wandering where the dead are lying say what mystic form appears mid the wounded and the dying tis a woman bathed in tears fire has seized the hall around her while its vapours choke her breath she exclaims while flames surround her we have died for siegfried's death thus sang the dwarf of the fate of future days siegfried and the maiden were deeply affected by the serious tone of his song although they had not understood all that he said yet they perceived that bleeding forms looked through the mist that surrounded the whole and that these were lighted rather by fierce and fatal lightning than by the gentle rays of sunshine and peace when the dwarf had ended he took his leave saying that he must descend deep into the mountain whither his dwarfs had fled anxious for the result of the contest for he would bring them the glad intelligence of victory then he bade the hero farewell and promised if he should require his aid to assist him with all his power and all his wealth adding that he would find two horses ready for mounting at the mouth of the cave siegfried thanked him and the dwarf disappeared in a crevice of the rock the hero and the king's daughter rested for a while on the summit of the drachenstein and looked at the far distance over the lofty wooded tops of the mountains over the green plains and vales the barren heaths and silver streams then they examined everything in the cave and came to the dragon's couch which he had made of the skins of lions siegfried lifted up the skins and a dazzling light burst upon his sight and the treasure and the ring lay before him but he forgot the warning voice of the dwarf concerning the ancient curse which lay on the gold of the nibelungen he took the treasure of discord and envy and hence at a later period the words of Ugoline came to be fulfilled and he and his whole race were annihilated by fire and sword like those who had possessed it before the treasure however was cast into the rhine where it may rest until a holy hand shall find it over which the curse has no power here however ends this tradition and its sequel has been said and sung in other songs and legends in which reader 
thou mayest hear how siegfried celebrated in the rose garden of worms his marriage with kriemhilda how he gloriously contended in seven conflicts winning heroic fame and how he was slain in the forest by the cruel hagen at the instigation of brunhilda but was fatally avenged by kriemhilda on the giants their brothers and relations but the good town of worms where siegfried celebrated his marriage and where he was treacherously slain honoured his memory by a praiseworthy custom for centuries after out of gratitude for its deliverance from the cruel dragon when a minstrel sang his deeds publicly before all the people in such a manner that the judges appointed could find no fault a piece of gold was awarded him by the council of the city in our poor times this ancient custom no longer exists but in former days the city caused the figures of siegfried and the ancient race of kings to be painted in different places at the council house at the main's gate at the new tower and at the mint where the bones of the dragon hung in chains of iron siegfried's spear was preserved and the rose garden is still shown and when in fourteen eighty eight the emperor frederick the third was at worms he ordered the bones of the hero to be sought for in the churchyard but nothing was discovered certain it is however that up to the present day the armorial bearing of worms is the giant's key which locked up the stone and the supporter the fiery dragon whom siegfried slew and that his memory lives in the songs of many a minstrel and in the hearts of the people end of the last adventure end of the heroic life and exploits of siegfried the dragon slayer by anonymous